Millions up for grabs. Retailers closing worldwide. Salespeople losing their jobs. Online sales at an all-time high. Your route to financial freedom. Getting best sellers online. Getting a piece of the action. Learn from the top sellers. Become a top seller. Ecom leaders start now. Mr. Craig Brocky, what an honor to have you here at our um, in our studio. Um, you are a, a huge inspiration in terms of your sales and your success on Amazon. So I just wanted to bring people like yourself on to share your experience, and uh, we'll talk about it because the average American or anybody in, lives in this planet seeing your story, I think, can be inspired like I was. So welcome. All right, good to be here. Thanks very much. I know we both got started on Amazon around the same time. You've grown by leaps and bounds. In fact, the trajectory you're on is just, you know, faster growth than anything I've seen. So. Yeah, <laughs> we're trying. We're trying for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so so that that just so you guys know, I guess we we're just talking right before this. And that's 2015. Is that when you started? When did you start? Like, yeah, May of 2015. I've been doing online marketing for a couple decades prior to that. A couple that. decades. Wow. I mean, I started in the late 90s doing search engine optimization. Okay. And that really helps with Amazon. So if you have any kind of SEO background mm -hmm. or you're interested in that at all, it really carries over well to Amazon. Yeah. Interesting. So so decades. Wow. That's so uh, late 90s, so like 1998 or something like that. 96 is when I really got started doing okay. websites for companies. Okay. And then I found that if companies were not getting traffic from the search engines, they weren't very happy. So mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we're forced into figuring out how the search engines operated. And then we got really heavy into that up until about 2005. Interesting, wow, so that's that's a lot of stuff. And so what what did you learn from that, doing that? I mean, again, I have little understanding about that, but. Well, what you learn from doing search optimization is that these search engines, including Amazon's search engines, they're not human driven. I mean, there's a human programming that but at the end of the day, it's a it's a program or algorithm making the decisions on what goes at the top and what goes wherever. So you really want to be analyzing the things that are up at the top of the list and figuring, trying to determine what's what's common about these things that are up at the top of the mm. list, looking mm -hmm. for patterns, and then doing your own testing to see what is going to be effective to stay up there. Interesting. Or get yourself in there in the first place. Interesting. Back in the 90s, it was super easy because there was really basic things that could get you right to the top of the list on say Yahoo yeah. or Google. Yeah. It was like that at the beginning of Amazon too, I think. It was kind of relatively simple right. in terms of, so what, what kind of thing used to, used to work? Well, <laughs> what I noticed was we used to do hunting and fishing lodges up in Canada. Okay. And I noticed this guy, he would put really tiny code right at the top of his web pages. And then I analyzed that code and he was using what's called a headline tag, mm -hmm. which is kind of like a, in a newspaper, they have headlines. Yeah. And, and the search engine would put more emphasis on the headlines yeah. than they would on regular text. And that may still have some impact today, but even back then what we used to do is take text that was almost hidden and put headline text right at the top of the page. It's just a simple hack. Yeah, yeah, you hide it. Because, I, I, I mean, uh, you may or may not know, but I came from a computer mm -hmm. development or, or software development background, so I know, like, you could put text and make it look white or make it literally almost no size or even hide it from the visible page, and then Google theoretically would still be able to see that back in the day or whatever. Right, I'm gonna drop a little bomb here okay, for okay, you, let's for do, your let's people. Do it. So there's a bit of a hack for Amazon actually oh, too, that okay. I'm not gonna go into specific details, but some in some categories of Amazon, you can have your titles, like yeah. you can have what's called a parent, and that holds all the, 
the variations together, say yeah. color variations. Yeah, yeah. So there's a way in some categories where you can actually have the title that's on the parent to be different than the variations, and each variation can have a different title. Mm -hmm. And f there's a way in some categories where you can have the the parent title look very attractive and appealing. So in the search results, it looks what you want to click on. It doesn't look like keyword stuff. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then you can put your child titles to have more keywords in them that people don't really see those titles so much until they add it to the cart, for instance. Mm. And so that, because I know, for example, for like the categories that I'm mostly in, that when you go to the detail page, the actual page, mm -hmm. you see only the child title. Right. In some categories, for some reason, you see only the parent title. Really? The details page. Okay, yeah. okay. Right. It's okay. not until you add the product to the cart that you actually see what the child title oh, is. Oh, interesting. So that gives you a little bit of leeway. Yeah, like little more. tricks. Mm -hmm. Okay. I know in, in what I saw recently, and this changed probably six months ago, on the pages where it shows all the bestsellers, mm -hmm. that used to have one of the child's titles. Okay. And I think six months ago, or whatever, it was somewhat recent, it was in the last year for sure. Mm -hmm. They changed it where the parent title now is the one that shows up on these bestseller pages. Okay. And you would see, no joke, I would see some of the competitors, like even in the top five, be like, you know, whatever. Let's say we're talking about uh, the window cleaner, or like, let's say mm -hmm. spatula. So it'll be like, spatula, parent, title, right? And oh, like, wow. and because and nobody saw it before. Oh, so if you right. weren't on top of it, it would literally show like parent title or just a random blob of stuff that right. wasn't for the customer. So right. that's some kind of We're probably getting a little too tech. No, it's okay. This for... is this is meant for people. This is meant for Amazon guys. It's okay. It's all okay, good. good. It's all okay, good. Right. So the, and I, I think just... I think that's a key thing because if uh, for people, if whoever's listening, like I know a change that you can do is make your parent title, you should make it look pretty. Mm-hmm. Because so it does show up in some cases, although you may not right. know it. And it does not, the parent title does not impact the search results. So you might as well make it really appealing, if it's, especially if it's going to show up on bestseller lists and yes, that sort of thing. Yes, yes, yes. And then the other thing I noticed about, we had a problem where on the bestsellers, we have a few bestsellers on Amazon. and This guy. I mean, hello. This guy. Okay. Anyway, um, <laughs> what we were finding is that the variation or the color variation that was coming up in those bestseller lists was not the best seller of mm, our colors. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So what we realized is that it's actually displayed alphabetically. Yes. So originally we had this black and white version and that's our worst seller. But because it started with a B, it was showing up in all those results. So we had to really figure out what's going on here. And then we ended up with our red and blue. We used to call the red and blue a blue and red. Yeah. So we just switched it to red and blue. Sorry. Yeah, yeah red and blue switched to blue and red. So the B is ahead of and, the black. And now the or the, black, the blue. No, you change it. Okay, you change it. And the black and white is now white and black. So oh, okay. That, so that makes our blue and red, which is our best seller, show up in those lists. Absolutely. That so, we we pay attention to that too as well. Mm -hmm. And what we'll do is so like the black. If we don't want to show, we say like jet black. Yes. Or like very black or something like that you know and then and then uh, and then it doesn't show up but that's a good thing some people right. don't pay attention right we didn't even know that at first until we were like really frustrated with our worst seller showing up on these best sellers <laughs> that's a good that's a good tip i think mm -hmm. a lot of people don't pay attention and so i also find and and i will get back to i want to see the whole the seo trajectory and how you transitioned but i just want to mention that a big difference I see with guys, you know, selling a lot like yourself, a lot of other people that I know that are selling, mm -hmm. you know, in the many millions that uh, you'd look right. There's a there's a difference because some people will be like, OK, well, we're not selling. I don't know why they didn't realize that their image had been changed by somebody or they mm -hmm. didn't realize that their title has a bunch of typos or they didn't realize that 
you know, all their reviews are bad because some competitor upvoted all their reviews right. or their question answers was like, why is this made in China? I don't right. know. And so just looking is something that I've noticed that makes a huge difference in somebody who succeeds or not. Right. I think a lot of sellers, especially if Amazon is not their main game, mm -hmm. they don't pay enough attention to the listing. So mm -hmm. they might have like the top reviews look crappy. And for some reason, people have voted up a one star review right at the top of the list. And that's what people are saying day in and day out when yes. they're considering the purchase. You know, these are real basics for like anyone who's been around Amazon for a while. But yeah, yeah. But someone who's not focused on Amazon and just happens to throw the product up there, that's there's all kinds of problems. Oh, yeah. and, 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 and people just get confused. They're like, I don't know why it's not selling. I go, have you looked, and back to the Google thing you're saying, mm -hmm. you look at the top guys, why they're ranking. Right. Have you looked at your competition and yours? I'm like, just look, just sit. And I've done this with people. Mm -hmm. Even I, I, one specific person I have in mind, he has a company that's doing in retail like over $10 million. Wow. And they put their stuff on Amazon, like, our Amazon stuff doesn't sell very well. It's like, mm -hmm. come and help me. So I go and I'm like, okay. And I saw it, I was, it was like really bad. Like the images were really <laughs> bad, like tiny and scrunched, didn't have zoom, mm. like bad photography. And I go, okay, you like, why don't you look at this page and look at this page and tell me what you see. Mm -hmm. After that, he was like, wow, Aaron, you're so good on Amazon. <laughs> I'm like, all I did was show him the competition, show him his. So. Right. Uh, anyway, it's it, just a note. Yeah, it goes without saying your images need to be better. What we leverage a lot is video. We get mm -hmm. someone to shoot a really good video for us, professionally done. It's not that expensive, $1,500 to $2,500 per video. Yeah. But it adds so much more value. You can run advertising with those videos. And, you know, there's a lot of opportunity there that a lot of competitors just aren't taking advantage. I did want to go back to the variation yeah. point of view. Because okay. Aaron and I both really hammer variations really hard. Like if you're selling a great red one, why not get a really good blue one? We get a good green one and another white one. And then why not a red, white, and blue? We're in America. Obviously. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think we should. I mean, that's a great thing. And so it go, uh, one, one thing that's interesting about that is um, you need to give a people reason to buy from you. Mm -hmm. And if you're the only person that has whatever product with a flag on it, right. you're going to get some patriotic people that right. want to buy it. And you're also, you're doing a service. If right. you do the same product that everybody else has in the same color, what you're not really doing a service. You're just, mm -hmm. they roll the dice and they buy from you and they buy from the other guy. So. Right. I think you and I are both like this. We want to really differentiate our products from the competitors. So if, if everyone's, if there's, if this model is really common, we want to be that model plus other things and maybe look different maybe get a design patent so no one else can come in with that specific look yeah. to really protect that, that corner of the market. Yeah. Have you, have you filed for patents? Yes. Design patents. Oh, good. Yep. I mean, and then the other thing we've had, we've run into issues with utility patents where mm. we had an infringement. Um, someone was claiming that we were infringing on their mm. patent. So mm. we had to actually redesign our product to, to get away from that. And make sure that we didn't have to pay royalties. Did did like did, you, did Amazon shut you down for that or no? Fortunately, we did not. We were able okay. to keep going the whole time, which okay. was a good leverage point. What year was this? That was twenty eighteen, okay. I think. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, um, you know, in case there's there's a little secret program you may not know about, or maybe you do, I don't know, mm -hmm. but um, it's basically called the utility. I forget it now. It's a utility design patent arbitration. I forget mm -hmm. the name now. It used with Amazon. To, yeah, with Amazon, and it came out really last year, uh, 2019. And so now people will, you will get shut down for utility patents. Wow. Like two years ago, you had a utility patent? Like, right. 
the lawyers would have to get you shut down. Yeah. Amazon would not get involved, but they wow. have this new program where it's, they do arbitration. Wow. So basically, um, and if you're interested, I mean, you could uh, maybe comment or do something like reach out and mm -hmm. I'll send you the link to it. It's kind of secret. You have to like have a rep in Amazon. They send you a file and right. like you fill it in. And basically what happens is you pay Amazon like 2,500 bucks mm -hmm. and then uh, they then review it and they say, okay, all the guys who you're accusing, they then have to put up $2,500 wow. as well if they want to defend. Wow. Then you both go to an arbitration and whoever wins gets the other bit of that money. Mm -hmm. Something like that. The lawyer keeps one, one amount and then you get your money back. The lawyer yeah. keeps, you know, the 2,500, you get 2,500. The, the, the person who loses, loses that money permanently. Wow. And then you can shut them down up to like 50 or 100 ASINs at one time. Wow, I did not know that. Yeah, that's... So definitely, that's before new. we go into a new market, yeah. right now we're looking at a product and the number one seller is patented. Okay. So we hired a lawyer to say, hey, let's look at this utility patent because one thing you need to know about patents is they're very, very specific. So if it says it does four things, you know, and yours does a fifth thing mm -hmm. or, or they don't offend any one of these things. I don't know. It's just very, very specific. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. You really have to paint. Not legal advice, guys. This right. is a, this is Craig's opinion. All right. It's not legal advice. So you need to check with the lawyer. Uh, don't, you know, it's not legal advice. Right. But anyway, it's not this broad thing. It's yeah. a very, very specific thing, what you patented for. So if you can work outside that box, you can do a competitive product. And a lot of people don't put the time into thinking that doesn't mean that that, the company can't still go after you right. and try and shut you down. Sure. But technically speaking, you can be outside the patent. Yeah. And so back to this arbitration deal is where mm -hmm. they will have a person decide and you basically say, I'm not going to sue them. I'm going to Amazon decide that lawyer that you have two chances of giving them information and they're going to decide and that's the end of your fate. Wow. And like, that's it. Either you win or you lose. And like you sign away, you're, you're not going to like, you're going to accept Amazon's right. choice. So it's a little bit, it's kind of, it's kind of the Amazon platform. Yeah. Right. I, you may even say you're not suing them. No, right. no, no. You can still sue them after, but you can't sue Amazon for making your wrong choice. Correct. Yeah. Okay. So, that seems yeah. pretty fair. It, it's to pretty me. fair. It's pretty because fair. Because the other way it was like, if you had a, if you had a utility patent and there was someone breaking your patent mm -hmm. or infringing on your patent, it was really hard to get them enforced, yeah. right? Yeah. You, you had to have really deep pockets, spend hundreds of thousands of dollars to literally. get someone shut down. Yeah. And, and with the lawyers. Right. That happened to us. I mean, we, we got attacked. Not mm -hmm. attacked. I mean, we really were infringing mm -hmm. unknowingly. And then anyway, we settled in the end. But right. they were unable to shut us down. If that were to happen today mm -hmm. and they know about this thing, we would get shut down. And then they negotiate, which right. they puts the rights owner in a better position, of course, to negotiate. Right. So I think both of us are examples of people that have been uh, accused of patent infringement and come out of it really well. Like mm -hmm. we ended up designing, redesigning our product and came out with, instead of having a me too product that looks like everybody else's, yep. we have this very unique one. We got a design patent on that so no one else can look like us mm. and we're the best seller of that product now. Now you worked out a deal. We worked, yeah, we worked out a deal uh, because you at really the time I was like, I got, I got my baby. I got a baby on the way. This is all my ink. Anyway, I did like, I told him the truth. I was freaked right. out. Uh -huh. But at the beginning, the lawyers made us fight. That it's, right. I'm not getting into my story. This is, you know, but, but yeah. It can go either way. You can either work out a deal with the utility owner. Yep. Sorry, the patent owner and pay them like a licensing fee. Yep, yep, yep. Or you can just redesign your product or you can fight it outright and just say, no, we're not infringing you. And then. And that's very costly. Right. So, okay. So now uh, back to kind of, 
so you were an SEO, you learned some stuff, you did, you did that. How did you actually get into Amazon? Like you would say, Hey, I'm going to do Amazon one day. What, what, what was right. that like? Well, in 2015, I knew these people from our church yeah. and they happened to be selling on Amazon. And it turns out that they were selling a product I'd never heard of before. Yeah. And they had no previous uh, e-commerce experience or mm, online marketing experience. Mm, so they're total, mm, total newbies. Mm. They just did this online course telling them how to do it. Yeah, yeah. And within like a year or so, they were really killing it and making really good money. How much is really killing it? it you know. Well, at that time, I'm not sure what they were making, honestly. Okay, okay. To me, it seemed like they were doing great. Right, right, right. And it was with an obscure product that I'd never even heard of mm. before. So now you're sitting there. You have SEO experience, you know algorithms, yeah. you know Google, you know websites, and somebody with no computer experience uh -huh. is smoking it and making more than you're making at that time. Right. At that time, I was doing was something called online reputation management, okay. where you're trying to help people keep the results on, on Google look good. So if you have a negative thing show up, you either hire a lawyer to try and get rid of yeah, it, yeah. or you put up good publicity to try and push down the the bad stuff yes 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 and that was a really tough game and i was doing okay with it it sort of pulled on my past experience with search engine optimization but it wasn't an easy game but mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to tr actually get results was difficult i i google's like a crazy thing to right. try to manipulate it's a moving target also anyway so then i heard about this amazon thing i was like wow that's that sounds like a great opportunity so we jumped right on it and my wife actually did the course at first while okay. i was still doing the online reputation yeah, yeah, management yeah. stuff and then we got our first product source and we don't even sell that product again. So that's oh, really? another okay, thing. Yeah. Okay. So this is an example, like that's your first example. product can be a failure and it doesn't Was it always money. a fit? Like, did you make money and then it became unprofitable or was it never profitable? It only did well at Christmas, believe okay. it or not. Was it, but okay. So you made it uh -huh. and it got up right around Christmas or when, when did you first uh, start selling it? I think it? we kept it for two Christmases. Okay. Cause it was positioned well for some Christmas related keywords. And Okay, 2015 you start. So is that like you launched probably January, March? Like, I think we started the course in May, and we were selling a product by I think July even. Okay, and then we had a second product going by August. Oh wow, that's that's pretty aggressive. Yeah, for, uh... but then we kind of sat there, and only thing we did was color variations from that point forward okay. until 2016. We got a whole new line of products going. Yeah, yeah, and those have been our main ones to date i did want to talk about yeah, yeah. uh variations a little bit more okay, sure 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 so here's one of the biggest mistakes i see sellers do when they have variations is that they'll put pretty much the same content in terms of keywords yep. in the titles descriptions uh it's hard to see people's uh or i mean bullet points yep the, the description now is usually covered over by yeah, with the, the, the enhanced plus content, content yeah, or whatever or e, a plus yeah now it's called a plus, a plus yeah. content so you can't actually see someone's description. Anymore. No, you can't. Yeah, that's right. But as far as I can tell, it's still indexed by the, the search engine. Yeah, yeah. So that's a perfect example of the description area. I believe it's 2,000 characters. Yeah, right? yeah, it's pretty large. Where you can put all different keywords across your variations. So Have you done testing and seen that it it's indexing now or you're kind of just assuming or, or guessing that it probably the, does the last time i checked it was indexing we use helium 10 index checker okay. to check that stuff and we have someone on that all the time looking at it okay as i think you do too yeah, you're checking yeah. to make sure you're indexed for various keywords i think i think we might have dropped that out to be mm -hmm. honest with all the stuff happening but yeah. but what i wanted to emphasize is that if you have six different colors you can take this color and focus on 
Like, for instance, say you have a I don't want to be sexist or anything like that, but say you have a blue one that would maybe appeal more to a male audience, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So you could focus on things to do with dad yep. and your brothers and, and you know, male-related keywords. And you have the pink one, for instance, that might appeal to more to a female audience. Yeah, so you could, yeah, yeah. You know, you could focus more on feminine keywords for that one. Or say... And, and you're putting that... You're doing that so in the like the just the description or other backend places or you like I like where to make, you put the changes. I like to make all the titles different. Okay. And focus on different keywords and actually launch mm -hmm. them for, for different opportunities. And the way I look at it, back when we did SEO, mm -hmm. we used to have thousands of websites and we would put thousands of pages on each site. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it wasn't uncommon to make five hundred to a thousand dollars a day per URL or per domain name. So wow. Yeah. We could just crank That's this. A lot of money. <laughs> yeah. We we're doing really well. At one time we were consistently doing two hundred thousand unique visitors a day to our network of sites. Wow. And the way we did it was casting a really broad net. Mm -hmm. So if there are related keywords, like say you're selling something to do with uh, some sort of tool, right? Yeah. And it's a hammer. Well, what are tools that people use that are related to hammers? They might have a tape measure and they might have this and they might have that. Mm -hmm. Or they might need a metric. Like there's keywords to do with tools. For instance, there's mm -hmm. metric and there's imperial yep. and there's inches and there's quarter inch, you know, three, mm -hmm. three eighths, mm -hmm. all these mm -hmm. kind of, those are all keywords that can be related to your product. Yeah. A very small uh, tape measure, thin tape measure, thick tape measure, whatever, right? Yeah. All these things, and then sometimes in different markets, there's you know nicknames for things, yes. or and then what you can do though is find out what's the most popular keywords, and then say one group you can only squeeze that many into a title, right? Well, you could focus your red variation on those keywords, and then take your blue variation and whatever other group that you put in the title mm, of those mm, ones, mm, and mm. then really focus your advertising on these things mm. and your launches in terms of giveaways and those types of things on those ones. And if you're in a category where the reviews get shared across your variations, yes. then you're totally doing yourself a disservice by not doing variations. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Now, that's very interesting. I think I'm going to try that because I know on one product, well, our title has been so good and I don't want to change it, mm -hmm. but it has color variations. And I know like one or two keywords where we're not ranking so well, although we are the best seller on that product mm -hmm. because it's not on the title. Right. So maybe one of the colors has it and then that'll be instant ranking. So that's yeah. a good... I, I thought that Amazon said like all the children have to have the same title or something. Well, what they, happens is when you create a parent, yeah. if say you have uh, five color variations and then you try to create a parent that's going to group these together, yeah, yeah. as soon as you create that title and pull these five in, the, the parent title is actually going to write over top of your children ones. Okay. It's going to take the parent title and it's going to... Yeah, not for my category though. Okay. So it's a little, it's a little, maybe it's different on, on yours. You don't even see that. You only see the parent in that case. Right. And that's mm. the arbitrary thing is that, um, not every category in Amazon yeah, even yeah. uses they the same structure, yep. which is interesting. It gives you different advantages in different categories, mm. which is interesting. So, so for the category you're in, um, you put the parent, that's what shows up when you're actually on the page, except right. they have like maybe a comma and then put the, the color at the very end or not even that. Uh, well, the children, yeah, will take the parent. Like, if you create the children first and then you create the parent afterwards, okay. what happens is the parent title gets copied over and then it'll put the color right at the end for each of the children. Okay. But what you can do is then you can go in and, and edit each child title. And in my category, the child title is not visible to the user unless they put it in the cart. So what I do mm -hmm. is I put the first few keywords of the the first few words in the title of that product, I try to make it fairly descriptive yeah. so that once someone adds it to the cart 
or they know that they've they... purchased it and they're looking back at the orders, they can clearly see what they purchased. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then the balance of the say 200 characters, if you're allowed to do that, I'll put really keyword rich title in there and I'll have them different across all the variations mm -hmm. so that you're covering a really broad net of keywords across all your different variations. Mm -hmm. Whereas okay. a lot of a lot of people in fact, by default, people have the same title across all the variations, yeah, yeah, except yeah. maybe the color or the size. And then on top of that, if you look at the bullet points and the description, well, you can't always see the description, but the bullet points will usually be the same across all the variations. Whereas you can mix these things up. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, that's nice. Yeah. And so, so let's let's take it back. So let's let's walk back to 2015. You made a first product. That product did not sell. It kind of sold it on in Christmas. But what mm -hmm. about that second product? It was a runaway success, right from really okay. Yeah, and we just. We really struggled to keep it in stock. Okay, okay, yeah. I we like those stories. Those are nice. We, we started out actually packaging this product in our garage. So oh. that was kind of funny. And, and we only had one color variation. Okay. And then, you know, it was just a progression. So, and the, the thing is, is like, people think that Amazon's saturated. And it is saturated. There's a lot of products out there. Yeah. But what I was going <laughs> to say is that you and I are launching products all the time. Yeah. We're doing it successfully. So if you have the know-how down, you can come into a new market and you know whether there's an established product there with a thousand reviews or not that's you right can come in there and you can carve your way your bit of the market absolutely i my personal opinion is that it's the opposite of saturated saturated mm -hmm. is like i'm gonna go try and sell i don't know let's say a water bottle at walmart mm -hmm. okay walmart or, or target those are saturated mm -hmm. that little freezer box with the water bottles you, there is no way you're gonna get in that freezer Unless you do like some crazy marketing like Red Bull or something. Like that's what I call saturated. Mm -hmm. Those guys have deals. You have to know the right person. Yeah, right. That's saturated. Mm -hmm. um, how much how much clothes you got to target and the space is so limited. For me, Amazon is the opposite of saturated because there's so much selection and you can do something different and you will get automatically get shelf space. Right. You have a free opening with shelf space that you could pay a couple of ads and go to the top. Mm -hmm. And someone's going to see your product. Right. For you to even have one person see your product at a target. You got to have a bunch of money, right. money up. I mean, like you have to do so much. So in my opinion, Amazon is grossly, grossly right. unsaturated. I don't know. That's right. what I see. Like the barrier to entry to get into any business other than Amazon or maybe SEO mm -hmm. or something like where you're making affiliate sites. Yeah. yeah. There are low cost ways to get going. You know, if someone wants to make YouTube videos and be an affiliate for products, that's a great way to go too. I mean, yeah. there's so many ways to make money online. If you're not thinking about ways to make money online, you're really kind of losing out on an opportunity because we're we're maybe 20 years into the internet right now, but apparently 5G is coming out soon, which you know it's got some mixed reviews from a health perspective, perhaps. But in terms of the bandwidth and the features that we're going to see, in change lies opportunity. So yep. when, you know, right now we're in a terrible bear market, in my opinion, mm -hmm. with the economy. Yeah. But what's happened is. A lot of people have been driven online to shop because Absolutely. of shutdowns and yep. this and that. So, and a lot of retail is going out of business. Unfortunately, yep. it, I, I don't like this. No, it's, it's made not. a huge opportunity for us. Yeah, for for us and for for anybody listening, listening to this or anybody who's thinking about starting Amazon. And it's funny you you, you mentioned this uh, the five G. Well, you know Jeff Bezos just got approved or just put a bunch of money to make internet from satellites, just like a few days ago. So he's going to create internet based satellites uh -huh. that will bring internet to what the whole world because it's freaking okay. it's totally right. agnostic of any physical hardware like a satellite beams your internet down uh -huh. and you got internet wow if that works out let's just say do you think more people will shop on amazon 
Jeff Bezos owns internet he can give anywhere or less people shop on Amazon. Exactly. I mean, it's like, it, it's, it's unbelievable. Um, now, one thing I, I want to point out to, to anybody here is you had experience, uh -huh. right, in the, in the online world or let's even computers, both, right, right from before this. And you've had a, a really massive success. I've had a very good success and I was in software. Um, so I, I feel that people who are love or love or even know about or like or have a, a tendency to, let's say, mm -hmm. algorithms or numbers or computers have an advantage on Amazon. Right. So if you if you if you fit in that, you have a great opportunity to sell on Amazon. But there's also those people who know nothing. Like you said, the person that you saw, like, right. hey, they don't know about computers. Mm -hmm. And here they are with a great success. And I've seen several people like that, too. Right. Um, yeah, these courses, I think, do a great job of breaking it down, even if, in my opinion, the number one most important skill in business success is sales and yeah. the ability to persuade someone to your point of view. Yes, in this yes. case, it would be buying your product right now or at least you know, considering it for adding it to the curve. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so sales, in fact, in my first business too, that was the big key was selling because I had to sell websites. We had to sell SEO packages okay, to clients. Okay. And then we switched the, the model where we were actually just driving the traffic and getting affiliate commercial uh, commissions. Mm -hmm. And affiliate commission is a great way to go. Like you yes. can even do it with Amazon. You'll see if you ever, you ever typed into Am uh, to Google or any search engine, like best blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be best spatula. Yeah, best spatula. And then you'll see these, sites, these articles. <laughs> these articles that say like the top ten spatulas. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. then these people, what they'll do is they'll they're just positioning information. And getting a small commission for promoting those products. That's right. And that's really easy to do. You can do that with video. You can do, like, there's just so many ways to make money online. Yep. And with the transition, where I think we're, we haven't seen anything yet. Like, yes, that is so true. We're going to we, see such a are, transition. We are in the baby phases. Mm -hmm. um, funny, I started trying to be an Amazon affiliate before I did Amazon. Oh, wow. Back in 2012 or 2013. Mm -hmm. I quit. I had I had no job. Wow. I had nothing. And I'm like, told my wife, I said, I'm going to make money online. Yeah. So then I, I, I created these uh -huh. uh, websites and uh -huh. I followed a course uh, uh, using a software called the Long Tail Pro. Uh -huh. I made I made no money. I mean, basically okay. what happened, I was I was I was terrible. OK, I was uh, slacking off half the day. Cause I'm like, I had to write these articles, had to make these blogs. I'm like right. confused. I made a blog. I wrote a thing. I'm like, Oh, I have writer's block right now. Then I would go and like play a video game and then like, <laughs> Oh no, I have to be working. I like, I have a wife, I have to make money. Like, Oh no. And then I was wasting a lot of time doing a bunch of garbage uh -huh. and I was floundering for two to three months. Okay. In the end, I made about $150 a month. Wow. It was horrible. It was absolutely one of the worst things that happened. So why bring that up? It's easy to make money online, but some uh -huh. ways are way easier than others. I have tried at least three times to make money right. being an affiliate, and I failed like miserably, like mm. so bad where I was like, damn, okay, I got to go get a job, and I'm going to go and like get a nine-to-five and like do this, and I, and I went that route because I was right. so bad uh -huh. at whatever, following the system. I, I had the wrong course, the wrong thing. Mm. I, I was listening to, um, I think this, this guy's awesome, but, uh, Pat Flynn, have you heard of him? Uh -huh. Okay, so smart passive income. That was like my. I read his article. I was like, I'm gonna be a millionaire, like <laughs> really doing affiliates, and I crashed and burned. Okay. Why? I'm saying that because I did terrible at that. Uh huh. Uh, I did. It was really bad. But when I did Amazon, it was so easy. Right. 
the first I, I I'm a, I'm a maybe a rarity. Our our first product is number one bestseller now. The first uh-huh. product that we picked, right. uh, my wife and I, and it was so much easier than affiliate marketing. So it's like right. even if you've had failures on affiliate marketing, don't give up because mm-hmm. if I thought affiliate marketing was the only way to make money, I literally would be broke and I'd be I, I would still be programming right. because I sucked terribly. Yeah, a lot of people will. Uh, Russell Brunson's got a lot of good stuff out there, like Expert Secrets. And uh, what's the other book? Like Dot Dot Com Secrets. Secrets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you can just position yourself as an expert and put a lot of content out there and have mini courses and seminars and all kinds of things. Like, I suck at that. <laughs> it's hard. And even right. now, like now, so now I'm, you know, I sold millions. I've sold even actually two millions of people, uh-huh. or maybe we're in the 1.8 million customers or something wow. on Amazon. Uh-huh. So when I have like a big reach with the brand, uh-huh. and I'm like now taking these baby steps and like getting affiliate or getting any money from somebody off amazon is like so much harder for me yeah it's just a different game like in our first business when we were doing seo we were really good at that mm-hmm. we were super affiliates and we used to make a lot of money from google directly actually yeah, yeah. putting their ads on our pages and like google adsense yeah google adsense okay. we used to get about 10 percent click-through rate on our ads which is just unheard of and it was because it was so how did new. you do how, what's the trick i know we're like so off amazon but I, but it's i want to know well i mean we've just we were kind of like Google spammers, really. Okay. We were putting up low, low value content, and just putting the ads right above, right above the fold where they're really visible. What? The, so, so is that like the kind of sites I've been to sites that say you, you you type in a domain name wrong, and then it's just like mm. this domain name, and, the, and and it's basically like a menu of things, and you just click on it. The site is not. I mean, being... we're a little bit more stealth than that, but okay. that's the concept where the ads are right in your face, right there. But we'd make it look like it was part of the navigation. Mm. <laughs> tricks that's good anyway so that was that and but you know my license plate at the time was clk pmp click pimp okay click okay pimp. okay that's what was our game was we were just all about getting traffic from google and craig the click pimp pimping it out <laughs> but now you really have to create a, a you know a connection with your customer on amazon yeah, yeah you have to make them feel like your brand is worthwhile like these chinese sellers come in and thankfully they don't know the American consumer that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. even the brand name will be way off the mark. Yeah, yeah, I've seen this. some pretty pretty bad bad uh, brand names for right. sure. Yeah. yeah, and then they'll do a lot of 3D render images where it's not it's all photoshopped basically. Mm-hmm. It's not realistic. Yeah, and then just even the the grammar is wrong. You know. Yeah. Where there's yeah, yeah. spelling mistakes. Oh, yeah. and, and some of them even like that still do well. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that? Like some person their 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 listing looks really bad. Has like Google everything's Google Translate. Yeah. The, the the name is like Ching Wang, you know, <laughs> and, and I'm, I'm not saying if you're, if right. you're a Chinese, you should hide it. It's no problem having a Chinese name, but with all misspellings everywhere, poor images. And I've seen even sellers like that sell millions a month. Right. And they're probably got a really good pricing because they're coming direct from China mm-hmm. with no middleman like us. Yep. And then also, you know, they're probably gaming the system somehow doing something mm-hmm. a little bit black hat or aggressive. Okay. Could be, could be. I, I've seen though. Here's here's what I see in terms of market and and mm-hmm. how we've been kind of picking products. There's every once in a while a product that there's such a good space for you to have a product and do well. Because mm-hmm. let's say there's maybe only one seller selling that right. product. He's selling a lot, and the price is extremely high. Mm-hmm. And if you go in, and even if you're listing, it's not unicorn good. right there. Yeah, but it it it's more common i think than people realize right and then sometimes people will just have blinders to that too Mm -hmm. 
or that company might, in the case of this new product I'm doing, yeah, this company does have a patent on the product. Okay. So I think having a patent does scare away a lot of sellers yes. where they don't even take the time to do the due diligence to hire a lawyer and say, well, it sure is patented, but is it a design patent? Is it a utility patent? Yeah, what is the workaround? Because yeah. a design patent, literally it's like, not legal advice, is okay, it's shaped this round. If you have the round thing, but then it has like a little bulge here or something, or it's like a square or right. whatever, you can sell it. Like it's visually different. Yeah. yeah, it's literally that. It's like, okay, that's very easy to get around. Right. So yes, and, I, then, and that's one product like that that we've launched that done very well. And then utility patents are pretty hard to enforce, from yep. what I can tell, because they're also very specific also. Not anymore. I mean, I'll tell you, this program, I I, I ran recently ran into one that got shut down through that. Wow. And when I found out, and that, the patent I don't think is actually valid because mm -hmm. they filed it after, more than a year after they were selling it. Right. That's a whole legal thing. I, and I have like a little legal course that I've been building on our, on our website. Okay. But after, like if you start selling the product, you have one year to file. All right, that's right. So they filed like a year and a half, two years later, but mm -hmm. they still shut us down. But then to fight it, yeah, so they got the patent approved. Through the, through the US, US uh, trademark right. patent office. Because right. when the patent got approved, there was no evidence that it had been sold for more than a year. They didn't. There was evidence, right. but I, it was not. no one's going to look. Yeah, yeah, of course. So that's part of the shadiness is where someone could just submit it to the patent office. Those guys are swamped. Mm -hmm. The US trademark and patent office right now is swamped because they right. have so many people submitting trademarks for Amazon. They're not equipped for it. So mm -hmm. they're just doing a really fast job and not actually like trying to find out if that's there so it's very easy to get something approved to the u.s train uh the uspto right very easy so people just approve it and even if it's not valid you could still get shut down i i do say if the utility patent you know change the product don't don't mm -hmm. make it the same because it is becoming increasingly easier this program that i'm talking about is more prevalent and utility patents are definitely enforced now right and even i mean you shouldn't just break the law so I mean, right just oh something to do with law though we're doing a new brand right now okay and a whole different seller account and we use what's called the IP Accelerator program. Yes, yes, yes. Are you familiar with that? Mm -hmm. So just to get the trademark application rolling quicker and to get the brand registry benefits yep. before it even becomes an active trademark. Did, did, you, did, you already, are you in, did you already do that? You went through that process already? Yeah. So we're able to use the A-plus content, the video, all these bells and whistles that most sellers don't until they actually get the approved trademark Perfect. by doing IP accelerator. And it took like I 10 days, right? After you, you filed and you get like Super fast. Like, yeah. yeah, it was less than, it was about 10 days, about 10 days yeah. to get the the application through and then get brand registry, yeah. maybe two weeks or something. Perfect. And and by the way, that's to get to that, all you do is in the menu, I believe under reports or something like that, there's a place that says like uh, services and you click on there and then you can set trademark services and you can do it. It's yeah, like right. in the menu. You just go in the menu. All I know is I think there's actually a, this might be amazon.com slash IP accelerator, okay. IP accelerator okay. dot amazon.com. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. Google search for Google. IP accelerator Amazon. You'll yeah, find it. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Come across it. It was Perfect. a very good service. Awesome. I mean, there is the risk that down the wire, down the line, the some might, someone might challenge, challenge it. the application and we don't get Chances approved. they're pretty low. Yeah. But that's the downfall is that now you got all this product and branding for yeah, this, yeah. this trademark that you didn't get approved. So. Yeah. That's okay. the downside. Good, good point, good point. Okay, so um, what happened? How long did you sell before, let's say, you came full-time and you left, you know, your other business or other job or whatever mm -hmm. you're doing, the, the brand stuff? Yeah, I'd say six months. Six months, yeah. Wow. That's before. fast. Is it because it took off so, so much or because the other business just wasn't doing so well? Yeah, the other business was just a difficult thing. Like, just like you, I've had my own failures in business yeah. too. We're not here preaching like we're 
Yeah. We don't get it right the first time. <laughs> yeah. No, definitely not. So, yeah, I had, I've had two businesses. One of them was pretty much an outright failure. And then another that was just moderately successful. Like, yes. it was paying the bills kind of, you know, okay. like this, this reputation management stuff. Yeah, yeah. But then, yeah, Amazon was just clearly, clearly the way. Wow. So, okay. So, six months in, you had that those two products. The one that kind of you, you had for a little bit discontinued. The other product that took off. Uh, how much... Do you know your numbers, like the revenue, like say first year or like six months in or whatever? You know, I don't okay, recall okay. actually. Okay, okay. Sorry. Okay, that's totally fine. That's totally fine. I know us for, I believe our first I year. Think in year two, we might have done 500,000. Okay. Like okay. I think that's exactly like about what we did. So 2016. In gross. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay, good. That rings a bell. Good, good. The last year we're. You know, in the millions. Yeah, this yeah, year, yeah, yeah. We may be in the eight-figure zone. So nice, very be, nice. That'd be exciting. Woo, guys. Uh, Craig. Okay, perfect example of going from a couple of or failing and kind of failing business. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, and um, we didn't go into the SEO. How the SEO stuff? That sounded like that was I mean, very that profitable. That was a cash cow. We made okay. millions of dollars profit doing that. And so, then that you know, it crashed at some point. It kind of just the business model just evaporated pretty much okay so one business that was freaking killer okay Mm -hmm. and then crashed to nothing another failed business another half like barely like paying the bills business plenty more time you know not like a freedom business you have no you have you're a slave to the business it was a grind yeah a grind on amazon within six months being able to go full-time into this us I, i kept my job for like two years wow i kept my job for two years because i i didn't know the thing was gonna disappear right but Let's say six months to two years. That, that's that's pretty fast. Mm-hmm. Most people starting a business, some businesses aren't even profitable for five, ten years or, right. or fail. Or so and if quickly. you look at the startup costs of a restaurant or a resale oh store gosh. or anything like that, like Amazon is basically a pretty simple business. Especially you can get started with one product, sure. and you know your supply chain is really simple. Your inventory, all that kind of stuff, is super easy. Gets a little more complex as you get different colors going or different products. Yes, yes, yes. But, it's all but as you learn, as you learn, right. it gets more complex as you learn. Mm-hmm. You know, you you do more stuff. The original thing you did does not get more complex. Right, I was pretty easier. much a one-man show for okay. the first several years also. So I was still making really, really good money just basically doing everything myself. And it wasn't until actually October of last year, so less than a year. 2019 or 2018? 19. Where I actually hired someone in an office here oh, wow. in Florida okay, okay. to work with me. Because up to that point, I just had like one or two virtual assistants in yeah, the Philippines. Yeah, yeah. And it's pretty limited what you can do with someone on a, a long, you know, long, long distance. distance kind of situation. Okay. But now we have a, an office here with five executives and then other people in the Philippines. Boom, making but jobs. Just, yeah. USA. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, just, you know, you can scale this at your own pace. The reason I didn't grow faster is because I just didn't really want to take on more people here in the United yeah, States yeah, and have yeah. that responsibility level and, you know, the, the human resource headaches and stuff. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. But what I did was I hired a really good general manager and I put people on compensation programs where you know, we have 1% of gross profit that gets split up for bonuses okay. every week. Okay. So it really keeps people focused on the bottom week, line. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Well, interesting. Search. Well, it's calculated every week and it's paid okay. out every two weeks. Okay. So every week they know what the bonus is going to be for that week. Interesting. Yeah. Ah, and, and with a pretty small team, they are very much can influence their own. Exactly. Okay. Yep. And so that's been really successful in my first business. That was something that I had huge success with. One year we did 7.7 million 
revenue. This is Canadian dollars because I was in Canada okay, at the time. Nice, but we okay. we grossed seven point seven million. We nice. netted, we netted about three million. Woo! That's that's some money. And then we paid out in bonuses close to a million though. Wow, that is yeah. amazing. So we we and I've never seen a more motivated group of people. <laughs> that, that they'd show up to work at seven a.m. Yeah. Honestly, and they would stay till like four thirty or whatever. I want to ask you one question. Sure. Which is for all these guys that are selling on Amazon already, maybe they're not doing quite as much as you. Okay. Right. Which is like 99% of Amazon sellers. Now for those guys, mm -hmm. what would you say? What is the biggest mistake you've seen that Amazon sellers have done for people to avoid? Wow. That's a tough question to answer. The biggest problem or the biggest mistake they're making. Mm -hmm. Maybe not. I don't know. I, I don't know the answer to that, but I do know that adding video is huge. Okay. Doing video ads is huge. Headline search ads can be huge. Just basically pushing the envelope as much as they can. Mm -hmm. Maybe hiring someone professional to do PPC or getting a really good software to do PPC. What, what kind of software? I'm just kidding. No, I've no, heard no. Of that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so really pushing it, maybe getting more color variations, varying up your titles and your, your keywords across your variations, mm -hmm. these types of things. And then just being really aggressive. I mean, not in terms of breaking the rules in terms of... Oh, yeah, aggressive is like in like spend on ads, mm -hmm. spend on those things. So right. uh, actually, so do you know how much, let's say, of your total revenue is spent on ads? Yeah. Um, roughly, but well, it varies. Right now, we were going really aggressive yep. the last week, and it jumped to sixteen percent, which okay. is terrible. Okay, but we are oftentimes right around ten percent. Okay, yeah. So, uh, so now I think that's a good thing. So, in terms of being aggressive, if you guys are spending less than ten percent on ads, that's something where um, we we spend ten percent if we're like running out of stock only. Pretty mm -hmm. much, we always want to spend around fifteen. Wow. We we're like we want to spend fifteen. Yeah. Because that's how, for our own company. So I see, you know, one thing you're mentioning is be aggressive. So yes, spend on ads, yeah. guys. And mm -hmm. there's a tool called Samurai Seller that could help you with that. No, uh -huh. it's okay. <laughs> but okay, so 10%. And last year, was that similar? Around 10 or 12? Uh, yeah, in that neighborhood. Okay. I do, see, I do see that in people who don't want to spend on ads. And also, what about knowing the numbers? Yeah, you know, what about that one? Yeah, I guess that's the biggest, that's probably the biggest mistake I think people make is they don't know their profit. And a lot of guys will be bragging about their top line or revenue numbers. Yep. And they're not so focused on the bottom line. Yep. So I think really focusing on, you know, making sure that you're profitable. We clear about 30% net. That's, that's spectacular. I mean, it's one of the higher ones I've seen for Amazon. Right. Which is amazing. Now this year with all the staff and the office and stuff, it may be a little less, but I think it's still going to be strong because we're getting a lot more volume pushed Yes, through. yes, yes. So that's, you know, almost unheard of with most businesses. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And what makes it easy when you go into a product that has high margin is that you don't run into cash flow problems yeah. as much. And you can order several months of inventory without really worrying about it too much. Sure. So what about that? How, how did you happen to pick such a high margin product? Well, I think it has a lot to do with getting what you were saying earlier is where you find a successful product that's selling for a really good price mm -hmm. and where there's maybe only one or two competitors in that space and getting in there and being the first one to do it right from an Amazon perspective and really just corner that market and get the most reviews 
and get the most sales velocity and the best rankings so that you are the number one seller by and large on Amazon for that product. And then you can afford to charge premium prices because you're perceived to be a higher value because you have more reviews. Everything about your listing looks more quality. And obviously you have to focus on product quality too. We're continually improving a product just like you are. We're listening to people's reviews and making sure that we address those issues. That's great. And and what was your, your product selection process? I, I, I believe you start with Amazing Selling Machine. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. And uh, so you just follow the criteria. Did you do something different than kind of just the old, yeah, the old guidelines? Yeah, I mean, for the first product, we followed that uh, to a T. The one that failed? Exactly. And that's interesting. <laughs> the second okay. product and the one, our first home run product was actually just a hunch, honestly. I, I had seen this product before and used it. And loved it. And okay. no one was actually selling it on Amazon. Nobody was selling it on Amazon. Not this wow. specific. They were selling something similar, but okay. not, not this exact model. So that was like easy. And then the, the second product that's been a home run, I just happened to be out on the street one night and saw this product in action. I was like, that is cool. That's going to be popular. Wow. I'm going to be the number one seller of that product on Amazon. And you were. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. That is amazing. And then similar with the other product we just launched uh, this in July, it's just a cool product. We and there's only one other company doing this product, and and it's selling. Yeah. Okay. We're like a hundred units a day right now. Nice, nice, beautiful. That's that's awesome. So, here's the thing, and people don't understand that Amazon is a business like a normal business, right? right. Who would have known like that iPods would have been a thing? He didn't do market research and was like, this product is gonna sell like. He's like, I'm going to do it for whatever reason. So it's interesting because this is a very unconventional product selection strategy right, you have. Right. <laughs> Just kind of wing it. <laughs> I mean, I well, love it. You know. I think the best thing to be as a business owner is to look for problems and try to find solutions. Yeah. Or look for holes in the market or opportunities. Just be open for opportunity. And if you see an opportunity, look further into it and see if you can actually capitalize on it. That's amazing. Because it's not always just based on who's already succeeding with this product. You can take a product that's really unique and, you know, really focus it as a birthday gift for five-year-old kids or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so just because it's, you know, uh, what are the pogo stickers? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I love pogo sticks. It doesn't just corner you into just the pogo stick market. That might be great for seven-year-old girls or whatever the demographic is. It can be a birthday present. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all these things you can... uh, You can target, you can sell to different people. And get right. different attention. Yeah, I'd say another that's a big mistake people do is they think of their product as a widget and they focus it as a widget. Yeah. And they don't think of all these other ways that people could be looking for that. You know, a lot of people buy gifts, a lot yeah. of people buy presents. So how can you repurpose your product across all these keywords so that maybe you're only getting one or two sales across these specific keywords per day, but collectively you're making a lot more sales. Uh, uh, that's very true. And you know, when you said, okay, that the, the, the second product you launched, that was a great success. And um, although it was, it didn't follow the same numbers or whatnot, or there was nobody selling it, is that we said? Nobody sell, or no. nobody selling that model. Right. What about that product of different models? Did you check that market out or, or not? Not really. I just knew that, you know, it was a popular product in general. Wow. And okay. Yeah. It was like the first two home runs, actually, and even this third one we okay. just did. And even the fourth one, okay. they're just, I identify things that look like really great products and just decide I'm going to be the number one seller of those on Amazon. <laughs> and then we just go after it and make it happen. Wow. So again, that's totally 
not what we do. Well, I, I have done that before, actually, and those products are successful. Mm. So I take it back. But it's it's definitely something that is not going to be taught in almost any course because... Right. Everyone wants to know the numbers. Yeah, tell like, me the numbers. Tell me right. this. So it's like people don't want to hear that, but you see something that could sell well, people will like. That is very valid. Now, don't mistake. He did say he knew the product was popular. So don't say like, I'm going to sell a, a, a nail clipper that also scratches your nose or something like that, where nobody buys that thing. I, that's one mistake I've seen. So I just want to make sure people don't get confused in this. Right. It is a product that people are buying a lot of, but maybe that model was different or like you just thought that one was cool, but it's right. not something that's not popular. Here's another opportunity, in my opinion, is yeah. you can take someone who's selling a widget that's yeah. really popular and then do like a red widget, a blue widget, you know, just be the one that's got six colors of that thing yeah. and just hammer it out and then hit different keywords across different ones, launch them for different keywords. And collectively, they all work together to get that BSR. You're, like the BSR or bestseller. Rate, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you know that. Of course, just, of course. Yeah, of course, of course. Of course. Is, is, is for the parent, like all the children together. So, and they all work in this like I look at a parent child variation of all these color variations yeah, yeah. as like this team yes. that's pushing your listing into success. And they might focus on different keywords. They might have different markets mm -hmm. for them. And then all collectively, they push your BSR up high. So you're on these bestseller lists. You get a bestseller badge. It's just it's the way to go. You need a big team. You need a big team. I have seen that. I, I agree with that a hundred percent. I, I like that analogy. Terms, big team in terms of the products, not necessarily the people on your team. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. yeah. Like, like your blue is your, 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 your quarterback. Your red is your uh -huh. uh, whatever. I don't even, right. I'm not into sports very much, but uh -huh. you have a team. You have the, the short basement. I don't know. Yeah. I don't even know these freaking things. I want to get in sports, but uh, let's say the basketball, you have five players. So you have those five guys. Yes. If you only had one player, you got one guy and he's going to play out against the five teams. So right. the team members of your child variations, Think of it as a team. I really like that analogy because I have seen that right. they do much better together. Especially if the number one seller only has one variation. You oh, can yeah. come in there and do all different colors and hammer them. That's, that's a crazy secret. That's really, I mean, that is really, really helpful, by the way, guys, if you haven't done it. Um, just if you're in my category, just don't do it. <laughs> so, uh, okay, awesome. Craig, I, I really appreciate your time. So happy to have you here. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll forego the, the, the hugs and the handshakes yes. uh, for the times that we're in now. But right. super glad to have you. Great. Thanks very much. Take care.